Neil, tell me a bit about what you do and, and what this project's about. I, I've read of your website, but let's hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah, so, so I called it the Cyber Resilience Project, PSY. And it, it's really just a, a, a recognition of the, the extent and the harm of, of stress, burnout, and mental illness in the security community. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been a dirty little secret for years that's not so secret anymore, but still pretty dirty. Um, it comes from partly from my own background. So um, I started in security 40 years ago in 1980. Um, I went into it with mental illness, uh, depression, severe anxiety, avoidant personality, which has probably attracted me to it because <laughs> it allows me to isolate myself. I didn't have to be around people that I didn't feel comfortable being around. Uh, it's partly, um, and of course, uh, uh, 40 years in security meant 30 years with chronic stress that I left untreated. And a lot of it self-imposed stress. I, I, I bid for contracts that I, sh- I wasn't capable of, 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 of serving and I won them and then was, holy crap, what if they <laughs> figure out that I'm, you know, I know nothing about encryption. I know nothing about ATM networks, you know, back in the 80s. Um, and the chronic stress led to uh, more mental health issues, to, to physical health issues, to a suspected heart attack. And, and so finally I said, I'll burn out before I blow out. <laughs> um, and then just talking to colleagues about it, you know, I kind of had this weight lifted off me. I'm, I'm really not in security anymore, so I don't really give a crap what people think about me anymore in security. And was, we, we feel exactly the same way. We've been dealing, we've been struggling with it. Our bosses are ignoring it. Uh, and I, 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 I started to, to think about uh, how can we not just, how can we move stress and burnout from being a personal health issue for security professionals to being an organizational risk that CISOs would pay more attention to. And that's where we're kind of seeing this shift. It, it's actually creating organizational risk that could be the next breach, your own yeah. people, the ultimate insider threat. Is it specific, though, to, I mean, it's not specific just to CISOs, is it? I mean, it, I think that generally executives are under a huge amount of pressure, right? I mean, or is it, you know, do you think it's particularly bad for the CISO? I, I think it's bad for the entire security community. Mm. I mean, I'm hearing, I, I'm, I'm hearing reports from uh, entry-level SOC analysts already mm. suffering from chronic stress, already wondering what they got into, right up to CISOs right. who've been in it for 20 and 25 years. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone in security anymore that's not stressed, and it's partly the job, and it's partly self-imposed. We, yeah. The people who are attracted to this in industry have very high personal standards. They're perfectionists, and they load this unnecessary stress on themselves. Mm. So, so, so you think that what you think it's almost like a personality thing that you think the type of people that get into security are prone to this condition, the, these challenges or the, the, these, these problems? I, I think it's a mixture. I think we have a, a very high number of people in the industry come in with mental illness, particularly right. anxiety, depression and PTSD, mm-hmm. uh, particularly as we get a lot of people coming in from law enforcement and the military and they have mental health baggage they're bringing in. Sure. And they, they're kind of hoping that security is the new mission that they can <laughs> focus on that will take it away. And they don't realize that once you're in, you, once you're in the soccer, once you're, you're in that high pressure security job, the pressures are just as, as, as bad as they were in your previous career, they're just <clears> different. <throat> you're being yeah. shot at in a different way constantly. Right. Uh, but even if you don't go in with mental illness, this, the, the relentless pressure of the job will eat away at any human. Right. 
And I, and I suppose one of the big frustrations and one of the things that we've talked about to a lot of CISOs is they get really frustrated because they, they, they feel like they're banging their head against a brick wall because they've, they're, they're trying to do a job, but they don't feel like they've got the support of others around them. Uh, and right. that creates a, 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 that must be incredibly frustrating and damaging as well. So to constantly be in that position, <laughs> you know, where you're the only person in the organization that frankly cares about that problem. That must be very yeah, difficult. You, you, you're in the position that if absolutely nothing goes wrong, you get none of the credit. If yeah. one thing goes wrong, even if it's not <laughs> your fault, it's all your fault. Right. And it's nothing, it has absolutely nothing new. I remember mm. uh, late 1980s, I was working with Bank of Ireland and they had this massive disaster they were trying to plan against. They were going to take their entire national data center and put it 15 feet under the ground because they were worried that a, a truck bomb could be driven up to the side of the data center, take out the entire bank, take out everyone's ability to get the money out of their ATMs. And no matter how much a bigger disaster the IT and security people had positioned that they could not get buy-in from the top. Mm. I remember they were trying to buy software for me that cost a thousand pounds and they couldn't get the budget for it. So the frustrations are nothing new. The mm. dangers are exponential. I mean, sure, there was no internet sure. back then. There was yeah. no email back then. But that's why I said earlier, I wouldn't take a CISO's job for all the money in the world. <laughs> that's fascinating. And, uh, and, and what's, the, what's the answer? Uh, I mean, you know, what, what do you think needs to change to get out of this position? What, what needs to be different? I, I can't say anything that a CISO hasn't already heard. That, mm. the, that the culture at the top has to change. That, you know, there, there is no business without security. And we now know that. It's not just an extra add-on. No, it is no. absolutely core to the survival of your business. One data breach will wipe you out. One, you know, significant data breach will wipe you out. If it doesn't mm. physically wipe you out, it'll wipe out your brand. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I still don't know how we get that through to uh, uh, CEOs who, who are the ultimate decision makers other than change the personalities of CISOs. They have to stop being... Um, security people and they really have to be harbingers of doom you know you, you do this or you die